Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappod. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh, Just let me die. Pierce. So Gilbert knows a couple tricks. Big deal. We outnumber him. And most importantly, while he's fighting for greed, we're fighting for friendship. Which means we can't lose, okay? Okay. Okay! I guess there's no hug button. How can we start this episode with like something video gaming? Something. something... Yahoo! Let's hear your best Chris Pratt as Super <laughs> Mario Brother. Okay, so first I have to do a Chris Pratt, and then I have to do a Mario. So I'm Chris Pratt. How are they going to get different? I'm an action star, and, and now I'm going to do Mario. Yahoo! Hey there, Luigi. Now let's hear your Charlie ah! Day as Luigi. <clears throat> Okay, Sorry, so guys. I gotta be Charlie Day, and then I gotta make it Italian. Hey uh, there, Mario! You think they're gonna try it? They're gonna try to swing Italian? You think? Um, I think that. Well, if I they mean, I know that that's like the Mario character, should. but I feel yeah. like it's a me, it's a me, a Chris Pratt, dinosaurs. <laughs> they should have gone if they were gonna go like white guy comedy route. They should have gone your old like Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they shouldn't have done that either. Also, they got, Will Ferrell. It doesn't matter. It's an really animated funny movie. Luigi. Yeah, that's true. And the mistake was that Jack Black is not Waluigi. I mean, Who is? Uh, Wario. Jack Black's Bowser. Yeah, I'm down for that. I think he'll be. Jack funny. Black would have been a hilarious Wario, though. Sure. David Schwimmer would be a great Waluigi. So we started it off along. video game as ever. I think we did it. Yeah. Do you like? Okay. Now let's let's. Welcome to you can't disappoint podcast. Hi. Keep going. Uh, I think that I probably have played a lot more video games in my time. Yes. Than than you have, but Certainly. you do like video games, and you play around as many video games now as I do, probably. I don't know. Uh, Lily and I play Mario Kart together once a month. Does that count? Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we played a, a tabletop game of Monopoly the other day. Does that count? Lily kicked oh, my ass. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always really wanted to get into video games, but any video game that's not a side-scroller is immediately mm-hmm. too complicated for me. Sure. That So this episode that we're about to talk about is very in my wheelhouse, so it yeah, really totally. appeals to me. Uh, but no, I'm not a huge video game person, even though I've always wanted to be so I know a lot about video games. Uh, I've enjoyed playing the Oculus because mm-hmm. it's a totally different kind of thing. It's like a we I don't, should it's do super a cool. ping pong again for the pre-show. That was fun. Yeah, we should definitely every time we hang out with each other <laughs> only do it to ring out content. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Zach, the highest score of all time on Gay Island. <laughs> nice. Hi, I'm Steven, and uh, I can't uh, get get out of this wall. And I keep pressing the the sticky thing, and I'm think and I'm and I'm pressing the circle. Just go right. Just go right. I'm supposed to know that. Where's the <laughs> instruction manual? Actually, so fun fact: games do not give you f-ing instructions anymore. They used to it, come it, with a little book. Yeah. Now, even if you buy the physical, nope. Good luck, chief. And there used to be even with old NES games, there were games that. If you didn't have like a piece of information in the booklet, the game doesn't tell you that you need to go look for the specific thing to be able to move on to the next part of the game. Yeah. I don't know. They don't come with it at all anymore. I guess physical media is just is just drifting away. Yeah, I have some friends that still like to buy their games physically, but I have not bought a physical game since probably ooh, 2016. Jesus. Yeah. Well, let's start. And I, I would definitely say that you're much more. You undersold yourself. You're definitely a bigger video game person than me by a long Probably. shot. Like I'm sure there have been. You've had a gaming YouTube channel in the past. Oh shit! Yeah. Now it was Minecraft. So I say gaming in quotations. <laughs> you know what? This this most recent time around, I played a lot of F1 too. So it was probably about half. Yeah. So you're definitely a gamer guy, and I'm excited to use the what is it? Uh, Green Bay 347 uh, uh, critique on this week's episode of Community. Maybe we'll finally get that face reveal, guys. I wanted to start. You know, I sh- had like 28 subscribers or something. And, and I you was were like, like, when I get to if 29. If I hit that big 30, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm going to try and do a webcam face reveal video for you guys. Yeah, because everyone <laughs> wants your grainy three, well, what, like 120p. Uh, uh, laptop camera face. Hi guys. Zach, this was like last week. It was for you like when I play Minecraft. <laughs> this is what I look like. Welcome <laughs> to the show, everyone. I want to shout out our ten dollar and up patrons over patreon.com slash can disappoint podcast. That's Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Brian Thurman. Three people that we hold very near and dear to our hearts, to our hawk thorned hearts. I don't know. We really appreciate them, and they help this thing. We going. offer you a rose covered in hawkthorns. Yes, and if you'd like to support us and get all kinds of cool extra content, Patreon.com/slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Support starts at five dollars a month, and we do a lot of stuff over there. It's pretty fun. Yeah, we're we're uh, there. Talks about starting something new that I'm really excited about. Um... No, I haven't. I haven't heard a peep. My phone. Oh has no, been it's not dry. with you. Yeah, I didn't think so. Our no, agent yeah. has some has some ideas of moving the brand forward. Yeah, I thought me. you got the letter. Did you check your mail today? Uh, I will. Let me go do it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll wait.
and I also want to shout out our community papa at communities on Twitter. Without the support of communities, we would not uh, have, I think, the following that we've been able to, to garner over the last year and a half, and we really appreciate them for it. And just all the things that they do over there for the community fandom at large. Shout out to our dad. Steven, do you have anything anything creepy? You got uh, anything yeah. creepy mustered up? You know, not only did daddy help us garner yeah. um, a following and an mm-hmm. audience. He also took uh, off our garters. But he garters. also took off, yeah, that's the direction <laughs> Is that I was where you go. were going? It okay, was. go ahead. I'll let you do it. it no, um, tell your joke. <clears throat> Uh, the audience we had checking my notes. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> check, the stenographer you know. is really confused. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I'm sure. Do I keep uh, writing? Do you strike, want me to read Janet, that? strike that from the minutes, please. Okay. Um, and start now. Not only that, but he also uh, guarded us in front of an audience for our 15th birthdays, and I couldn't have thought of a better way uh, to announce the role that I was was finally blossomed. On stage on our fifteenth yeah. birthday, is that what you said? Yeah. Man, I must have uh, post traumatic stress disordered that one way out of well, my psyche. Well, I think psyche. he like did this whole like never, never mind. I was gonna go down a whole road. Woo, We've gotten thanks, in trouble Dad. with Papa in the past. I know uh, that one would got me. I almost crossed it right Nothing there. Nothing but love for Papa. Uh, you should say it anyway. Let me be the judge. <laughs> uh, well, he was uh, <laughs> that evening. Yeah. Thanks, Pops. Yeah. Thanks, Pops. Uh, what do we need to do now? I, I want to hear that. about Vegas. We're recording. Yeah, Janet, could you roll us back to really eight minutes ago when we started this? Thanks, Janet. Janet, can you fix this somehow? Um, I want to talk to you about Vegas. We're recording this earlier in the week than we typically do because Steven's going on a little Vegas adventure. I am. I've uh, got a dance competition um this week slash weekend in las vegas i'm super excited i uh haven't been in a couple years um but last time was a load of fun and this time's gonna be even more fun so it it should be a great time i'm excited have you been uh perpetually watching chevy chase's vegas vacation in preparation for your trip you know i like to go in (laughs) i like to go in dry yeah. Uh, you know, not really Vegas up or out yet so that I can just like take it all in and have my own Chevy Chase uh, <laughs> adventure. I just like the idea of you showing up to Vegas and instead of having all the sightseeing you want to do, you've got like this tour locations from Vegas vacation. <laughs> like, wow. That's the craps table that Chevy Chase shouted a racial <laughs> expletive and stormed off the set to do coke in his trailer in 1991. I'd like to think that there's like one tour guide and like me and a very confused like Yugoslavian couple are on the tour together and we bond. Yeah. yeah. That's my Vegas. And you know what they say? <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It does. It does Have you ever not. heard? Had you heard that one before? I, I think that's just like a thing that they say when people go to Vegas. Oh, say that one more time. What what happens, what happens in Vegas, in Vegas stay- stays. Oh, in, it in stays Vegas. there. It, it's it's implying that the moral Secrets. implications of whatever you do, you know, like cheating on your wife or oh. or spending all your money on a prostitute and drugs okay. and, and all of your kids' uh, college fund, it stays okay. there so it doesn't count against you. Oh, nice. They can't try a husband and wife to the same crime. 
I want to talk a little bit about some TV I've been watching because we've been watching a lot of shows lately and a couple of yeah. things have been really good and I feel like at least two of them are things that are kind of underneath the radar. Uh, Ooh, the first the first thing is a show that stars, I think, someone who is really well... Everyone knows this person, but I think she's kind of under fire. I think some people don't like her, but Aquafina... Oh, J.K. Rowling? Yeah, J.K. Rowling has this great one-woman <laughs> show. Uh, it's on Lifetime. It's uh, But Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina's in trouble because in some of her original viral videos that black made her voice. famous, she kind of used a black voice. Uh, I've only known Aquafina like since she's been more famous, and I don't think that she really does that anymore. I, I'm not discounting that. That's pretty bad. But uh, the show definitely doesn't have that kind of vibe, and it's really, really funny. B.D. Wong is in it, and he's really, really funny in it. Mm. And it's just like Aquafina like lives with her dad and her grandma, and it's like the it, it's kind that of show got looks really funny. It's got Broad City vibes. Yeah, it does. From what I've seen of Broad City, I really like it. And Aquafina, at least in that show. Makes me laugh really hard. I think. Well, I really fun. like Broad City, and I find Aquafina funny normally. So I think I, you would I'll, enjoy. I would it. Watch that. What's the it called? Grandma's hilarious. It's called. It's an awful name for a show. Mm-hmm. I, I can totally hear in the pitching room that they were like, that but we time have to I make got sure. Reincarnated as an Asian woman in Brooklyn. What is that from? That time I got reincarnated. What is that from? As a slime, it's an anime. Oh duh, yeah of course. Anime Steven over here. Main character. Uh, it, I can just hear people saying like. Well, we've got to make sure that everybody knows that Aquafina's in it. It's called Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Oh. It should have just been called like Nora from Queens. Yeah. But it's We're a really good like show. Uh, second thing, another comedy show. It's called The Other Two. It was on uh, Comedy Central for its first season, and it switched over to HBO Max for its second season. And it stars a lot of really uh, familiar comedy faces and voices, but the main draws are probably that Molly Shannon is in it and oh. Wanda Sykes is in it. Okay. Uh, but it's about these two like siblings in their late 20s that are like the other two when their youngest brother, who's 11, or no, he's like 13, becomes mm-hmm. like Justin Bieber famous off of this oh, wow. YouTube video that he made. And his, their family gets, like, put up into the limelight. But they're, like, really dysfunctional. And they have, like, uh, showbiz dreams. But they, they've they never really taken off. It's a super funny show with a lot of Is really funny like people Is it, like, an adult-geared show? Or ch- yeah, definitely. Children? It's Yeah, it's about, like, the people that are, like, closer to 30. And, like, oh, how cool. it feels, how jealous they feel of, like, their 13-year-old brother that yeah. all of a sudden is really famous. And, and Molly Shannon is, like, the ultimate like momager type character in the show nice. uh do you know who richard kind is that name sounds really familiar what else was he in he's just he's just got this i'm not gonna try to do it but he's got such a unique voice uh he's one of the he's like uh john mulaney's character's dad on big mouth like the really over exaggerated jewish father okay i know exactly the guy who was in the bench warmers I don't know the bench warmers that well. But anyway, he's really funny in the show. Uh, Ken Marino from stuff like Wet Hot American Summer is in it, and he's really funny as this, like, super skeevy, uh, uh, like, manager of their younger brother who's this celebrity and does stuff like makes him tape his neck so his Adam's apple doesn't form and oh makes him, like, do all these things to make his arms look more shiny, like, stuff like that. It's really, really funny. And the last show that we just started is called Only Murders in the Building, and it's on Hulu, and it stars Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena oh. Gomez. 
I keep seeing the ad for that. And it's really good, especially the first episode. It was super cinematic and really well shot and really well written. And it's like about these three people that live in the same building and they get involved in like a murder plot and they start a true crime podcast like around it. Nice. And it's really, really funny. I like it a lot. All recommends. Nice. Leonard likes this post. You've been watching anything? <laughs> I just finished season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> And that was great. Yes, uh, best season I've seen so far. So that season, one of the people, one of the contestants, between uh, the like end of filming the season and the filming of the finale, because there's like a gap between the two, mm-hmm. um, it came out that they were essentially like running a fake like casting agency, where like young men were then um, influenced sexually to do things. In, oh like, God! Exchange for like, per, like opportunity and stuff like that, and so they were like, you know, like bad, like that's not good. So what they did is the first, like three episodes that aired on TV before like they found out about it, um, were aired like normally. Then after that, they like re-edited the rest of the season so that they could still show the season all the way through, but kind but of they, comment like, on what cut was them going out. on. Well, that's the thing is they just, like, cut them out of it. Like, you forget that they're there. And they, like, win some challenges. They're, like, there in the show for a while. So it's one contestant. I kind of lost that. Yeah, it's one contestant. Yeah. And that's a show that they film it ahead of time, like Survivor or something, to where it's pretty hard to cut someone out that makes it super far into it. That's interesting. But it it was so well done. And apparently they won, like, Emmys that season for, like, casting and for, like, editing stuff. It was really impressive. Because yeah, it wasn't it was really, so it wasn't well the show's fault. At first, the way exactly. you, I thought you no, were no, saying no. the show had done something. It wasn't the show's fault. They it was the contestant. What, it was like, Surv- uh, not Survivor, uh, The Bachelor with the host being racist or something. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or they had other stuff. The girl from the show was racist too, but I don't mm-hmm. think they handled she it She went to well. a... They're like, like we'll a let a black guy host the show party. for a month. That'll help. Yeah, that'll make the, <laughs> the white women that like The Bachelor forget. Let's talk about the television program community. We're so close to the end of season three. We're here to talk about season three, episode 20, Digital Estate Planning. It was directed by Adam Davidson. This is his last directing credit until season six. So he has directed quite a few good ones, and now he's taking a break. We talked about him last week. He directed Comparative Religion, Communication Studies, The Science of Illusion, The Art of Discourse, Conspiracy Theories, and Interior Design, Uh, in last week's curriculum unavailable and then he directs the penultimate episode of the series wedding videography and it was written by matt warburton who uh, this is his only community writing credit but he wrote a lot of episodes of the simpsons and of the mindy project Mm. so i like the mindy project i kind of like the mindy project too and the episode originally aired on may 17th 2012 along with all three of the last three episodes of the season oh They aired him in a whole hour and a half block to just, like, get rid of it. Wow. Yeah, so this was the first of an hour and a half block of community. I didn't know that. That's wild. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. We've got the first Chang Dynasty and Introduction to Finality, which both wrap up a lot of the things this season has been doing. Kind of makes sense to air those two back to back. Weird. That's also what they did, what Fox did long before this to Arrested Development when they canceled really? it. Really? They aired all four of the last episodes of season three on the same night alongside like the opening ceremony of the Olympics or something. Oh, shit. Just to like throw away the show. Uh, and at this point, Community had been renewed for a season four. It's been interesting because when I was listening to 
the audio commentary, they were recording this like the day before this episode aired. Mm. And they were the cast hadn't seen it yet. So the ones that were there were like marveling at the animation and stuff for the first time, which was yeah. cool. Uh, so at this point, Community had been renewed for season four for 13 episodes, but Dan hadn't been fired yet. Um, oh, shit. And they talked a little bit on this episode. There's so little live action in this episode, but this is one of the major times that Chevy, like, stormed off the set. Really? And they didn't go into detail, but Dan mentioned, like, and Chevy ran off the set. Because the end tag was going to have to do with Pierce, and he left the set, so they didn't. Wow. Let's put all that aside and talk about this episode, starting with some trivia. Steven, I have seven questions for you. Wow, I think I have six for you. I thought that I was going to have the most today for sure. They just kept coming. I'll give you my first one. Who does Pierce originally mistake 8-Bit Gilbert for? Ooh, that's one of mine. Harry Belafonte. Okay, go ahead ahead and give me one anyway. Is that who that is? I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, What hand did Troy lose his pants to? Oh, my gosh. What? I don't know. It's when they're playing poker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a pair of nines. Yeah, I don't know that one. What must the group retrieve from the black caverns? Ooh, that was the uh, the white crystal of discipline. I think it might have been diamond. I think but it was crystal. We'll we'll see. You could be right. I'm willing to yeah. give you that one. I'm and, I'm pretty sure it's and, crystal. And call it okay. Um, what does the baby say as it leaves the study room in the end tag? Cool, cool, cool. It does, yeah. I didn't like that. No, it was weird, wasn't it? It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's Abed's baby with Hilda. I'm just kidding. I know. What is that what the... I don't know. Is that what it was? Ugh. Go for it. I think it's Champ. your turn, isn't it? Or was that... No, buddy. I just went... That was the baby no, You just did me. the white diamond of discipline. Nope. That was... I answered your question, and then I asked the baby question. Oh, I was too mad about and how it's I didn't white like crystal that. of discipline, Zach. Minus five points. Gryffindor. Okay, well you're not gonna f-ing get this one, so uh, you better hike your britches up. What does Britta use to make her potion? The numbers or just the items? As much as you can give me. Uh, it was frogs, stars, arm, leg. No. Spider eye. No. Eye. It w- you got you said all of them, but you said like three extra ones too. What were the extra ones? I it said? was two eye, one mm-hmm. arm, two frog, and four star. Oh, there's no leg or. She might have like flipped through them on the menu, but she those ah, were ones she selected. Nat, okay, yeah. good one. Duh. Uh, what does the orange button do, Zach? What does the orange button do? What does the orange button do? I don't know. I don't know. Jump. Not doing so well so far. Okay, I was. I remember <clears throat> thinking ahead of time that I was going to write down questions like that, and then I didn't notice any of them. Yeah, but you did. I did. Uh, what was Pierce's childhood nanny's name? Etta. Yes. Nice. You're doing great, and I'm just doing terrible. You know, it does not bode well normally if I answer the questions for my knowledge for the later segment. Um, Cornelius wanted the game to be played by Pierce and his cabal of what? Oh my god, sluts was one of the words. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the only one that stuck. I just remember Pierce going, her name is Britta. Mm-hmm. Skeezball? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, his cabal of fruits, junkies, <laughs> and sluts. That's that's Oof. always my favorite kind of party. Yeah. What a if crew. none of those people are there, the party sucks. 
It's true. You need at least two. Uh, how long do the players have to walk freely before the weight sensors eliminate them? 30 seconds? Yes. You're just nailing it. Bang, bang, boogie. I think both of us have gotten 100% of these questions right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the four talk options when Abed first meets Hilda? Mmm. Mmm. Well, one of them is about the castle. Or, like, is, like, directions to get to where they're going. I don't know, Steve. I don't know, Steven. I don't know. <laughs> um, we were looking for. So there's four. Because what he, asks was... it, what he asks her there is when she's, like, Castle Hawkthorn is just sure, north Sure, but here. that's, like, six selections in. Okay. Uh, the first... But you said no. No, because it was not the four talk options when Abed first meets Hilda. Oh, okay. He goes to talk. Oh, and talk okay. It I said, see what you mean. Okay. Stand aside, which yeah. I think is a Skyrim reference, um, or Elder Scrolls. Um, Madam, I am on a quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will wear your skin, and I am done with you. That's a good one. Yeah, I remember now that uh, we're, we're on a quest, and she says something about, well, I can help you with that. I have all this knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I still okay, got two Zach. for you. Is that your last one? Yeah. Damn. Not my best moment. It's okay. I've got two for you. When does Pierce not keep a gun on him? Ooh. Not when he's in the shower. Yep. And what is the specialty drink at Skeepers? It's a margarita served in a glass that's as long as... No, it's not a simile. It's a yard long. A yard long. It's in a glass that's a yard long. I just really uh, liked that actor. I will out. Yeah. Is it Giancarlo or is it like Giancarlo? Do you it's know how to pronounce it? probably Giancarlo. But I don't want to say it a hundred times because I, I don't know. I think it's know. Giancarlo because that's the name that I know. Right. It's spelled that way. I'm I don't looking, know what the alternative is. I'm looking would be, it up. Zach. I'm go- I'm gonna look it up just so we're saying. Giancarlo? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that either. And I looked it up. It here. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Is it and a hard fair, though, or a soft Did it also say Esposito? Esposito. Yeah, that's his last name. Esposito. Esposito. It was really fun hearing him talking about a yard-long margarita. Whatever. Okay, let's move on. Uh, well, let's talk about some emails. What did the what are the people, people write into us this week? What do the people have to say to us? Well, we got one right here okay. uh, from our good friend at Peep Review. The subject is whirring noise. Like, um, sup, fellas. This is my first time watching this episode, but I quite enjoyed it. Nice, Giancarlo Esposito. Good job, Esposito. Less yes. good job. <laughs> okay, Trivago now. Um, who else could have Pierce brought as his seventh friend? LeVar Burton was a standby. Yeah. Um, it was a maybe. I think they said, I think he said standby one I think times. he said maybe. Oh my Every God. Time. Zach. Go f*** yourself. Uh, <laughs> what button is jump? Ooh, Zach, do you know that one? That is the orange button. That's not it. I think that's only like the fruit, not the color. Um, what are the names of the islands slash levels they go to? It was Gay Island. That was the only one. Steven stopped paying attention after Gay. Uh, there was it's one true. before it. It was like the Lazy. It was like Lazy Kingdom or something, and it was all mm. Mexican themed. 
Ooh, yeah. And then it was Gay Island, and there was then it was like free ride something. It was, and a, it was wheelchair. a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yikes. Um, what are the, uh, where is the one place Pierce doesn't carry his gun in the, in the shower. shower? In the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, their MVP. I'm having a hard time actually making a choice because mm-hmm. I'm torn between a couple. I think this time around I'm choosing whirring sound. <laughs> Abed. His side quest and everything feels very Abed. And at the end, with downloading the game, I thought was kind of cute. He just loves Hilda the NPC, lol. Anyways, that's all from me. And then there's um, an image of... That's all, folks. Well, thanks for that email very much. Steven, the impression... It's not really an impression podcast, you know? <laughs> and that's your best porky. That's the best porky you got. Yeah, yeah wild stuff, wild stuff, wild stuff. Is that also supposed to be Porky Pig? <laughs> no, that was my Johnny Carson, but he can hit. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. Less weird last time. Still weird, but less so. This well, is come on. Dad. It would be even weirder if it wasn't weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this episode ended up being a favorite of many, but it ended up getting shoehorned into when it aired because it took so long to get the animation and they couldn't put last or in between Chang Dynasty and introduction to finality. Okay, right. so maybe they did want it to go before it was the last, last week's. It, no, I don't think that's what they're saying. Well, they could. They knew it was going to be at some point at the end of the season. Uh, it just they mentioned that they just kind of wanted it to be an episode that, that all they needed to know is that the study group was expelled. That like was totally removed from Greendale. I don't think. I don't know. I think they could have put it wherever they wanted. I don't think. You know what I mean? I don't think the network needs to be What? You're looking at me. You're giving me a look. No, I am not looking at you. What are you looking (laughs) at? (laughs) Don't worry. Um, Fans made a version of the game. It's still available, but not fully fleshed out, probably because selections would have been incredibly racist, sexist, etc. Yeah. Sure. It's definitely... I don't know if I really want to actually fight Jive Turkeys. Yeah, it's a I sort of the funny of this game, sitcom joke. Yeah, it's super well realized. Mm-hmm. Um, my MVP is Abed. The Hilda ending was sweet. Have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. No trivia today, but George Went was Norm on Cheers. It's weird to not. It's weird not to know that, but yeah, I guess as time goes that. by, that's just something that will happen. Well, who yeah. was the the lady's name? <laughs> uh, like the man girl. Another one. Like the that love was interest? the other name. What? Let me go to the email. Hold on one second, Zach. I'll tell you what I mean. Why have I gotten so many emails in a week? Good Lord. Oh, so now we're flipping through every email to get to last week's. Yes. (laughs) Oh, missed it. (laughs) There we go. Um, Oh, is that one of your questions or my questions? I have no idea what you're talking about. The name of the people from the episode. I think it George was, Went and I remember George Went. I didn't remember another one. I, it was like if this starred. Never mind. It's not important. But the <laughs> line in the previous episode was, "Oh, but starring George Went and insert, I think woman actor's name here." So Steven's stuttering and muttering. So that means it is time for everyone's favorite segment of this oh, program, no. other than Steven's. I don't know if it's Steven's favorite segment of this program. I am Zen today, Zach. That's good. I hope. 
Uh, so, Stephen, you're going to have 20 seconds on the clock to describe everything that happens in this week's different from average episode of Community. How do you mm-hmm. feel? I'm at peace, Zach. I I'm riding a lot of confidence from trivia today, and I think that sure. I'm going to just nail it. There's a lot of things that go on in this episode. I sure am not one to truly judge after my showing on trivia, too. So Yeah. Let's see. I, I, I am going to really give it my all. I'm going to use what I learned of watching this episode. I'm going to connect myself in. I am player one, and I am ready, Zach. All right, everyone, we are going to squeeze that golden teat and lovingly lap up whatever comes out and find out, did Steven watch the episode? Did Steven watch the episode this week? week? All right, buddy, I'm going to count you in. Three, two, one, go. Okay, the Pierce's dad's dead in the gangs to play video games with Gus from Reagan Bad. Um, they have to fight these hippies because they're all in the video game. Now they're sucked in and makes their bodies. Um, the winner gets gets Pierce's inheritance. They go to a, a village and uh, with Hilda and their dead family. There's a racist crystal that they could get in the castle. Um, Gilbert, he's a pro at the game, but he's a cheater. Um, he's his, Pierce's dad's black son. There's a boss fight. Gilbert wins and he gets the money Stop. and Pierce gets... I don't know, man. I know you feel like... you have You have a good look on your face. I feel like... Here's what I didn't like about that. I feel like all it was was listing elements rather than feeling like I got any of the story. Wow. All you said was, and Gus from Breaking Bad, and then you moved on to whatever was next. But I went back to Gilbert and said that he was a pro at the game, and he cheated, and that he was Pierce's dad's black son. Yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I wasn't feeling that one. You didn't feel the heart behind it. I, yeah, I, I felt like it was a, a uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just mad that you got all the questions right. Uh, I'll give it a B minus. Wow. And that's me being generous. I think that that was one of my best ones I've ever done. That's unfortunate. I think whatever one you did like a week or two ago, there was one recently that you did that was really good. You gonna be okay, man? You know, let's just get into it, Zach. Let's just start the show. Just start the show, man. <laughs> well, start the show. we started it a half hour ago, so I don't. Hello and welcome to another edition. Something that of what? You can't disappoint a podcast. Oh, I, I thought I'm this Steven, was a new show. I thought maybe and this was a I'm the high-scoring player in all of Hawthorne. Um, <laughs> Journey let's talk to about the something. Let's let's make let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. Let's talk about our favorite funny moments of the episode. Okay. In a, in a change of pace, Zach, instead of writing 11 down, uh, this week I wrote two down. Okay. I thought the entire end tag until the very end of it was funny. Uh-huh. Um, I liked that a lot. The cool, cool, cool was a little weird, but everything yeah. else I enjoyed. That end tag uh, was pretty funny. Yeah. Especially considering now, now learning that they just kind of threw it together last minute because it wasn't the one that was planned. Yeah. Um, and my other moment was when Pierce like was just running into the wall in the game and didn't know what he was doing. That was great. I felt like the dialogue in this week's episode was really good since it was animated and we didn't actually mm-hmm. see them. And I'm just realizing as I look through my notes that I didn't write down a favorite funny moment. So nice. what comes to mind fast is this person's not my MVP, but I thought it was a really great Troy episode. A lot yeah. of details about Troy from like 
throughout the whole game, whenever everyone's like walking straight ahead, Troy's always like jumping on everything yeah. and like checking everything out. And he had a lot of really funny things. What does he say that he's like? Uh, he's shooting me with lightning and I'm naked. I just feel yeah, like that Donald was Glover really had a funny. lot of really funny deliveries. But I didn't write something down. And that's because, let's talk about the next thing. What did we think of this week's episode? What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun watching this episode. Probably the most fun I've had watching an episode, I'm going to say maybe this whole season. Sure. Remedial Chaos Theory being kind, kind of, of in a level of its fun. own. Right. Yeah. But I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that so much. I thought it was so... It wasn't the funniest episode on Earth. But I think it was, it was pretty funny. So there, much fun. There weren't a ton of like classic bits that stood out, but yeah. I thought the dialogue was really funny and really it, good. And I was laughing all throughout it. Uh, I love this episode. This is absolutely one of my favorite episodes of the season. I think it will definitely show up on my top five in a couple weeks. Like I'm I, thinking, it, it might be too, really this... hard for me to see it not. I love this episode a lot. This is definitely in my top fourth at the very least just off the top of my head episodes of the show period after watching it. i had so much fun with it i think it was wow. just like top to bottom so enjoyable the way they captured the spirit of like the 80s transitioning into 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. like jrpg like 8-bit games and then like a little bit beyond too with like the inventory systems and like early crafting like mm-hmm. mechanics that was great so good so like many little details that they didn't have to put in this episode super for well it to realized be good. yeah and so, it so surprised great. me in the commentary dan was talking about like he's pretty disappointed in this episode and like how it turned out really and i feel like it's such a good episode, and he has nothing to feel that way about. He seemed to feel like the script was really rushed together, and if they had more time, it could have been a really cool episode, but instead it doesn't really make any sense or do anything. And I totally disagree. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it's really funny. I think some of the... Like, if you think too hard about why mm-hmm. this game exists and all that, some of it doesn't hold up. But I think the emotional storyline that they barely touch on with Gilbert and with Pierce works really well. I think the episode's really funny, and I think the visuals and the details of the game are outstanding, like in every totally. every way. I think each character gets really great moments that are true to them in this episode. Yeah, I, I have nothing negative to say about it. I think this yeah, is one neither. of my favorite episodes of the season, easily. Totally. I, I don't know if I can go as far as you and say that it's one of my favorites of the series, like top four like that, just top because... Fourth, fourth, top 25%. Oh, I thought you said top four. Oh, no, 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 no. I no, could no. agree with you with that. The thing that holds yeah. it back from being like S tier is that it doesn't have a a super deep emotional connection like episodes like uh, Dungeons & Dragons and... Uh, cont- uh, uh, Contem- what is it? Contem- cooperative <laughs> cooperative calligraphy, where they're all stuck in the room, or like mixology certification. A lot of yeah. those episodes are I so funny and memorable. Christmas. Yeah, all of those are really funny and memorable, but they're also, uh, uh, they have a really strong emotional character thing. And this one kind of does, but it's a Pierce one, so that already kind of... Yeah, and I, I remembered thinking this episode was really cool, but I forgot kind of how much I enjoyed it. Maybe I enjoy it more now being older and having more nostalgia to games like that because you don't get to play them anymore, you know, not, not as prevalent. Um, but yeah, it was great. Let's dive in. Let's talk about this bad boy. 
the set that they put together of this room where it all takes place even though yeah if you want to look at any of it any closer than this it doesn't make a lot of sense you know it doesn't make a lot of sense that pierce's dad would have put this much money into it that he would have cared i it doesn't make sense but it's a really pretty scene they did a good job i like the way the booths look the the gaming setup pretty cool pretty sleek um, you know, Zach, if you want to play a game that's similar to this with okay. a little bit less action, yeah, um, you should play Stardew Valley. I think Lil likes that game. I yeah, Lily really likes it. Stardew Valley. And some things about this game, especially when they're in the village, uh, yeah. it reminds me of that kind of thing a lot. Great game. I don't know if I'm really big on passage of time games. Mm. Sure. I think I just like to like, I don't, I just like side scrollers and like, uh, I don't know. If there's a quest that I have to look for, I'm not going to find it. Sure. <laughs> we should do a series called Zach Plays Skyrim. And we'll just <laughs> not that long ago, I tried and had to turn off a game because it, I, I just didn't get it. I also think some of those games, like, it takes too long to get to something, like, actively fun maybe for me. I, mm. like, couldn't – I tried to play uh, SpongeBob Battle of Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Nice. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I just have trouble with, like, open world games. There's a lot of choices. I think open world is, is a lot for early gaming. What are you trying to say? I'm, I'm trying an to adult. say <laughs> that you might like a story-driven <laughs> single-player game a little bit better. Yeah. And also, I don't like that how gaming... I'd love to get more into gaming, but it's not going to be my main hobby. And if you want to do it right, it almost has to be. I'm not going to spend 10 hours on one game in a couple of days. I'm just not going to do that. I'm probably not going to spend 10 hours on a game in a month. I just mm-hmm. I like a, I like a game that I can put on for like an hour and come back to whenever, maybe tomorrow, maybe six months sure. from now, and play it for another hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the problem with video games today especially is that there's a big culture of I want to be in the top in the world, so yes. I'm going to play this game so until I'm Hundreds better than everyone else. Hundreds of hours, else. yeah. So me, an adult, trying to get on a game that's multiplayer, and it's I'm a bunch of kids that are trying to be the best by a 14-year-old. Yeah, oh my See, God, they're saying... <laughs> Nobody take that out of context, please. <laughs> yeah, but anyway... Let's talk How's about your sex life. <laughs> let's talk about Giancarlo Esposito as yeah. Gilbert in this episode. What did you think before we talk about Giancarlo, who is a dynamic performer in everything he does? Uh, what do you think about the introduction of a character like Gilbert as like part of an entanglement of Pierce's family and like kind of going back to the Pierce's dad of it all. How did you feel about that? I love it. I think it's a good connector. I think it's a good way to introduce and then extraduce a character. Is it wait, and... it, did you just make that up or is that a thing? <laughs> I just made it up. Great job. I think I Thanks. think it should be a thing. And it sounded yeah. right. Right? Um, but get <laughs> get rid of him. But I thought he was great. Also, fun fact, for those who don't know, um, there's a popular video game series called Far Cry, yes. and the newest Far Cry game, Far Cry 6, the villain, just came right? out. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and he, from what I've seen, does a great job in it. Such a good actor. Man, him in Better Call Saul returning as Gus Fring is I'm excited incredible. to watch Better that Call show Saul so I can so see that. good. I still have only seen the first season. And it gets so much better. 
and I like the first season, but it gets so it gets Breaking Bad good, like without a doubt. It gets Breaking Bad better. Wow. I've like said it for a while. The last two or three seasons, I probably like it as much, if not more, than Breaking Bad. That's saying something. For those who don't know, Zach and I are both pretty big Breaking Bad fans. It's one of the best television programs of all time. Now, I mm-hmm. think, I think like beat by beat, how Breaking Bad told a complete story from beginning to end without ever going away from that. It was just a yeah. perfectly executed plan. Be- Better Call Saul maybe doesn't beat that. But sure. I think I get more inve- – I care a lot more about the outcome for these characters than okay. I think I really did so much in Breaking Bad. Like, I can rock with that. Usually I don't care about prequels because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But in Better Call Saul, you get so invested in these characters that aren't around in Breaking Bad. So a yeah. lot of it is like – are any of them going to get away? Are they all going to, is something mm-hmm. terrible going to happen to all of them? And it's a different kind of like high intensity show, like watching. It's really good. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. I don't think I could ever talk in a, in any type of educated manner about a show like that. I don't feel at all no. equipped to, to host a podcast about one of those shows. Mm-mm. Surprise. You hear it here first. Our next show, <laughs> breaking Zach's, That's, that's it. all you that's got. The show. That's all you yeah. got. That's the show. So then, what's the show? <laughs> Pierce, the being a video game him. guy, did that surprise you that he was a big video game guy in the seventies? I could see Pierce going to arcades and spending a lot of money and trying to be good at games to make friends. He clearly doesn't paying. know a lot about video games now, because no. it's not like this is a new style video game. Mm-mm. So it doesn't make a lot of sense that Pierce's dad would put so many resources into this type of thing. But it does make sense from what we've seen before that he would do this just to spite Pierce. Yeah, he would do it with the intention of somebody else um, winning, not to spoil what happens in the episode. But right, um, he would make this as a way to torture Pierce because he doesn't like Pierce at all. Well, how could you? Yeah, fair enough. Well, I don't know. I think that... Pierce's dad is such a bizarre addition to the community universe. He feels so far removed from reality that I think this was about the best way to ever bring him back. Uh, Instead of having him like physically appear on screen to have him just be like a a cartoon villain image of himself, I think worked really well. I do too. And I think it was really funny. I like all the jokes in the beginning about Pierce not having enough friends. Yeah. Yeah. And throughout, there's a really funny visual in the animated theme song in a moment about him yep. not having a friend that I, that I really, really loved. So they all strap in cell. So what happens? Gilbert explains to them that now that Pierce's father has died, which it's it's weird that this is happening now because Pierce's dad died like at the beginning of the season. It's true. But Pierce's you know, dad has died. It takes a while to settle everything, get it sure, together. Sure, sure. An inheritance is up for grabs, and the study group think that they're just here to accept it on Pierce's behalf, I guess, but uh, uh, Gilbert tells them that it's more of an activity and that Pierce's dad has created this video game and that uh, that when Pierce wins, it's kind of put vague. It's not quite put that it's a competition against Mm -hmm. each other yet, is it? No. It's just when Pierce wins, along with his friends, he'll get his inheritance, and it's like a gift from his dad. So they all strap in. Uh, it's fun to watch Pierce fumble with his headphones. <laughs> I don't think that's acting. No. Troy's first killer line in this episode when Gilbert says that an avatar will be made from their likeness, and Troy says, I left my likeness at home. Or I didn't bring my likeness. Likeness. There's a snapshot of each of them 
taken and after Gilbert says let's begin I love all of the visuals now now we're to the animated sequence of it uh, I kind of wanted to take a note to all of the wall of text moments in the episode of like code writing I want to yeah, stop and great. look at them and see what's silly in them because I I didn't really pay attention while I was watching but nothing silly in them Zach it's not a joke <laughs> coding is not a joke but uh, Gilbert loads the game, and we get a really great uh, re-rendition of the community theme song in this 8-bit style, where we see, like, a kind of hyper-realistic 8-bit version, like, certain games that would try to, like, make dr- pictures of, like, a Mortal Kombat yeah. kind of style uh, of each of the community characters versus their 8-bit counterparts. And I think it's great, both versions of the characters. Britta, Britta's 8-bit character is so, like... I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. She's so like it, it just everything pretty about her is taken away and she's just like this blob. <laughs> Abe Abed's face is so long. Yeah. I think they are all really great. I love it. I might have to actually download the the game of this that's been made so I can play. I really like Pierce's. He has I like Pierce's my prospector kind of kind of vibes. But that's the image like I love. Character. I love the, there's like the the setup for the game is the characters being like thrown into the world where they're in and there's the part where it shows all of their names and there's a spot for uh an eighth person but they don't have that many friends and it says insufficient friends i thought that yeah, was really really great. funny and they all fall into the world of the game and it takes them where we start at, at greendale in uh journey to the center of hawkthorn is the name of the game and they and they show up in the beginning in the study room was it implied that Pierce's dad had been working on this game for thirty for years? For thirty years, yeah. Why right. is the study room there? I That's get that question, Pierce has Zach. been going to Greendale uh, for thirteen here, years. Here to answer that, we have the man with the legend himself, Colonel Sanders. Oh yeah, I'm Colonel Sanders. How you doing, there, boy? Oh, I'm good, Colonel. Don't don't call me son. Um, we are uh, wondering why Greendale's there. Oh, well, you see, boys, I kept up to date with Pearson's goings-on in his life, and, well, I saw how important this place it was to him, so I wanted to torture him by putting it as the starter level to the gang. You'll see it's the only reference to that school it was put in last in terms of development. The first level originally was the bridge where my head floated above the waterfall. Thank you. <laughs> I, I get Thanks, that, Colonel Sanders. I get that that was a bit, but that wasn't the worst answer. That was a super, like, matter-of-fact, like, well, I added it. <laughs> that was that was Colonel Sanders. Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, guys, if you like chicken and you like a little bit of racism, come on down to KFC, get you a $5 cluck box. <laughs> it's finger licking good. I wouldn't lick your fingers after being in a KFC. No, would, please don't. I, if it's you've touched any of the surfaces, we li- we're in a pandemic. Don't lick your f- don't lick your fingers. Really, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't ever lick your fingers. I'm a finger licker. I believe, I'm, but okay. Now, like, there's nothing wrong with it doing in the comfort of, of your own home. But maybe it's like a thing that people just shouldn't do, right? In like restaurants and things, or just like ever. But like, it's okay. But it's not. It's like picking your nose. Well, here's like, my question: Like when you're alone, everybody picks their nose when they're alone every now and then. Sure, we shouldn't do it. Are you a boneless do. wing guy, Zach? No, no. But you, you're you're a bone in but a wet wipe guy. Sure, I'll, I'm, well, here, a, I'm a I'll bone say. in. I'm a bone like in, but it. never when I'm around other people. Ah, see, I have had to change the way I eat wings around other people because there it gets a little. 
graphic. <laughs> yeah. I believe... You know in the... cartoons when, like, Tom from Tom and Jerry, like, put a fish in his mouth and pull out the bones? That's what happens when I eat, like, That's an entire... That's literally what I was thinking. I, yeah. <laughs> I could totally see you being, like, how some people can sexily tie up a, a cherry stem in their mouth. You put, <laughs> Mine's like, tying up the cartilage of a chicken. An <laughs> entire flat in your mouth and pull it out clean. It, <laughs> and you snapped the bone and everything. <laughs> Yeah. KFC, everyone. If you want that video, come join our Patreon. You can't disappoint podcast. I promise that if, if you come join us on Patreon, you will never see Steven lick food off of his fingers. Because that would be the day I'm getting a new co-host. <laughs> Even from this point on, Pierce is just going the wrong way and not looking towards anyone else. It's great. There is so much great detail, both of like the animation, how the characters move, how they jump, how they walk, how they're all different, and also how all of the characters respond as if the real life person is is manipulating that character yeah. in the game. I think it's really, really cool, and I think they did a great job. 8-Bit Jeff looks really great, too. Yeah, his hair looks really good. They all learn how to jump. They're all kind of feeling things out. Well, everybody except Pierce, who, yeah, is just walking straight <laughs> against a side. It's, that, that's me when I play a game. They open the first door and they meet their first villain, which are the hippies, who at first are like, peace, love. Another thing I love about this episode are the voices of the video game characters. Oh, so the, good. The like, kind of glitchy 8-bit voice. It was really, really great. Apparently, the original cut of this episode, they don't say sex, the hippies. They say rape. Yikes. And they're like raping whoever one of them. They rape Jeff. I'm glad they... Glad they left that. Here, even yeah. Troy, he's just jumping all over the place. I love it. I love it. And that's it too. very indicative of like how I feel like I play games, especially when like when I was younger. Yeah. I would jump every. I still jump everywhere I yeah. go in a video game. And you oh, must. That's you go absolutely what Troy would do. Yeah, it makes like, so jump, much jump, sense. Jump. It's great because so he Andy, has to be doing something. And he gets attacked by the hippies, and Jeff comes over to try to defend her, but like murders her in the process. Yeah. Oh, that's a great Troy delivery. When you just murdered Annie. <laughs> really good but the study group doesn't start off very well these are like those super easy first world first level uh, uh bad guys and they can't <laughs> even get past this and and pierce is just just nothing just straight against the wall he I, he's got to see the actions all going on over there it's just so easy to know that you walk through the direction that you point i don't know Man, but by the time they get Pierce together and come back, Troy and Abed and a few of the others have figured out how to uh, how to destroy the hippies, and they explode into purple goo. Yeah, they do. Correct, Zach. And then the big reveal is that Gilbert is also in the game behind the study group, kind of uh, hiding that he's there, and he's also really, really good at it. Now, here's my question. What do you think Gilbert would have done if Pierce had a seventh friend? I'm sure he had a trick up his sleeve either way. Mm. That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe he just knew Pierce only has seven friends or six sure. friends. So they get to the the next screen. It's outdoor area. It's very reminiscent of like Super Mario 2. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pierce's dad shows up to to give them the information that they need. This is like one of the story ones. I would definitely be pressing the A or B button to skip through this if I could. Ah, uh, like you're, you're a story I want to play the game. I want to play the game. Yeah. Do you read the whole story? Um, Depends on the game. Yeah. Well, for something like this, I would skip this. I tend not to skip on a first play, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. 
Well, I just know that it's going to be like, hey, go over there and get a... Th- I don't know. I know sure. in this game that it's not going to let me get too lost. Yeah, it's true. There's one way to go. <laughs> I thought that Pierce's dad's argument about why moist towelettes were more valuable than video games nowadays, although what he says is true, it's a little bit of a bullshit point, right? It is. And I think it was supposed to be like... I don't know how much of a joke it was supposed to be, like because it kind of sacrificed the integrity of what he was saying for the joke. Yeah, but sure. So we, the dad reveals that whoever beats this game is going to be rewarded with Pierce's inheritance, which is super f-ed up, and it yeah. does make sense that his, his dad would do something like this to to him, but. Somehow Pierce has actually met some decent people to be reliable friends, and the yeah. study group's not going to do that to him. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna help him and try to get him that money. What do you think here? Do you think are you surprised that there wasn't a storyline of one of them thinking about maybe trying to get the money? I'm glad that that wasn't a part of it. Honestly. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't. I think that. Yeah, I'm glad that there wasn't that. The visuals of whenever Pierce is either put into or digs himself into a hole because he's upset is a pretty funny visual. Hilarious. He doesn't know how to do anything in this game, but he can build a shame hole for himself. <laughs> so Gilbert shows up and explains to the group that they're playing the game wrong. They should be competing against each other. I did like the Harry Belafonte joke. That was, I thought funny. That was pretty funny. And and it's clear that there's something going on with Gilbert here more than what we originally saw. He's more than just an assistant. But at they this did a point, great job um, with his little sprite too. Yeah, they character. did. It looks great, and he looks kind of mm-hmm. menacing. Yeah, the black and gray hair looks great. Mm-hmm. Gilbert comes in to tell them that they're doing it wrong, that they need to compete. But uh, that's just not what they're going to do. They're going to work together, and Gilbert can't let that happen. He makes it very clear that he knows this game better than any of them, and that it's way more complicated than any of them could know. This is the first time we see like a item drop down menu, which I thought all of these details were really, really great of how Super the game good. is more complicated than you would think. It is more than just a little side scroller. It's kind of almost more of a, it's got some like Legend of Zelda, like OG Legend of Zelda kind of vibes a little bit. Yeah. Other, I mean, other than the perspective, it's got like a side scroller perspective. But mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I like it. And and yeah, Gilbert is super it. good at this game and he throws knives. I liked he makes throwing knives and then the caption of you have made throwing knives. You can throw them. And then he starts so throwing good. them at the study group and he kills all of them, but he also suffocates Pierce by building rocks back where uh he dug a hole for himself and that's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's so it's it's kind of like when you play a I mean, it's exactly what it is. You know, when yeah. you play a game, whether you're the Gilbert or the study group that that one person's really, really good at and the rest of the people have never played before, Yeah, they can, you know, have such an advantage over everyone. Even once they get better, they still have years, in this case, probably of experience on top of them. I love the oxygen meter that points up when he, when he is suffocating. So many little details. That, nice touch. Which is interesting because some of this stuff probably wasn't the writers. They must have just gotten a really dedicated animation studio to come behind this because I'm sure a lot of those visual jokes, sure, some of them are written in the script, but I think a lot of that's got to be the animation team. Totally. To build this game and the world around it after getting some like rough sketches probably from people. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. A lot of nice details. So good. I almost would have been fine. We cut to live action for a second. I almost wish we didn't do that. Same. Other than like the beginning or an end of the episode, I think it it took me out of the 
it made me think a little bit more about how silly this is when we see them all of a sudden really arguing in real life. Yeah. Uh, I get the temptation to show it, and there have been other episodes in the past, like Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, where I kind of wanted to see this perspective of it. But in, mm-hmm. in this particular episode, I, I didn't think it was super necessary. I agree. I kind of wish that once they were in the game, they were in the game. It's a really sweet moment when Pierce is talking shit to to Gilbert and says, uh, someone beat your ass like he's threatening him. Then says, go get him, Troy. And Troy doesn't even hesitate. He gets up. No, he's like, yeah, he's okay, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but they learn that if they stand up for too long, they automatically forfeit, which that could have been Gilbert's way to win. Why didn't he just let them do that? Yeah, because then there'd be no thrill in the in the hunt. Sure. Zach. And he doesn't want them to get up and beat his ass. <laughs> They have to start all the way back from the beginning, and they make a lot faster progress. This is also very true to playing a video game. Uh, the parts that are really hard that you have to go back and do 100,000 times as you keep dying and, like, going back, you know, by the... It's yeah. almost like the end of Scott Pilgrim versus the world as well. Totally. When he, like, goes through the big boss battle and fails, and then he goes and does it again, but this time he knows exactly what to do, exactly what to say, and the study group does a lot better here. Pierce kind of just follows around. He doesn't really do anything this entire time. No. Gilbert leaves them a note to talk shit about how they'll never win, and Pierce is discouraged and digs himself another hole. Meanwhile, Abed is learning how complex this game is, and he's starting to kind of fall for it, which will lead to his storyline in the episode that I think is just genius. Yeah, it's great. Pierce tries I, to kill I think himself. It's, it's so, so funny when Pierce digs in the hole and does that. And really great timing with, like, you know, Britta coming up and breaking it last minute and saving them. But like, then, all this is but then so killing him and saying, yeah. I don't think there's a hug button. <laughs> Pretty funny. When the little Pierce icon smiled, it was super cute. Mm-hmm. After commercial break, some time has passed, and the study group is walking through a stage. Like, And Troy, I liked, he's always on the higher ground, jumping yeah. around while everyone else is just walking straight ahead. And they're, they're working to get to Hawkthorn tower before gilbert does but but things aren't looking good for him well and i love how clearly already everyone plays the game differently and once we get to the town that becomes even more ele- ele- uh apparent apparent wow yeah <laughs> uh, once we get to the town that becomes even more apparent um but it's it's great i think this episode is just so well done the animation on it is great because Absolutely. like you said some stuff is not the writers the writers didn't write in how everyone jumps and how everyone is you know doing different things maybe they did but i'm sure not I'm sure the they detail had communication that it's brought to life yeah it, it was so put great. in the right hands because you know in the wrong hands this could they could have gone a little bit easier with animating this and it would have been a serviceable episode but it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been near as good all of the details in the game are really what makes this episode such a standout it's great we arrive in a town the the town where they do their shopping amongst other things and this is one of the standout sequences in the episode i thought all the yeah, time we definitely. spent here i thought was really good Aved speaks to who we learn is Hilda and, and tries to get information from her. But Aved, while playing around with like the conversation uh, options that he has with her, uh, sees a little bit more out of her and out of the the confines of this game than what everyone else does. Yeah, it's great. I think that it's clear that Abed, you know, and Troy, probably in second most, have the most experience in this game, like mm-hmm. video gaming. Um, and I love how Abed's the one who's like, oh, let me find every possible option and all the things that the NPCs can tell me. And Troy's like, uh, I'm sure you can get supplies around here. Let me jump on top of this roof and try and yeah. do cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny joke about Troy's mom saying, oh, that'll come in handy. <laughs> it's great. 
And then Jeff also has a different perspective, which mm-hmm. isn't a wrong perspective, that he's seeing it as a time crunch and that they've yeah. got to just get to the castle before Gilbert does because he always already has all this shit, so they just want to race. And that makes sense that Jeff would just kind of be a speedrunner to try to get to the end. Sure. Jeff skips the dialogue. You know, he's, he's trying to get to the action. Hilda, as Ovid's talking to her for the first time, when Ovid's like, I need some information from you or we're on a quest, and, and Hilda brings up her list of all the different things that she has information on, and it's this huge list, <laughs> and Ovid says, where have you been my whole life? He even takes a few steps so back good. in the game. Yeah. Super funny, and man, I apparently, I guess I ship Abed and a, oh, and a totally. video game character. It's super, super cute, and then they take it to a way silly level later. Yeah, I love the blacksmith shop. I think the the picture of Hilda on the wall, I didn't notice that the first time I watched. Um, but yeah, I love the cool. design of the blacksmith. He's so funny looking. Um, but All of their voices really works. make it. I didn't point out earlier something that I wanted to mention in this episode that helps make it such a standout is the music. Ludwig does a oh, great yeah. job. In the beginning sequences when they're in the study room in 8-Bit, there's like an 8-Bit recreation of a community background music, and I, I really, really like it. I think it, it really helps think, sell the aesthetic of the, totally. of the game. Totally. There's even a couple times where the music is used for like comedic effect, too. It's so good. So, yeah, uh, Annie and Shirley go into the blacksmith's house to or shop to, to look for some items. And when they get there, they see that they have items and that he sells them, but they're all way more expensive than what they have. I haven't seen – I don't think – did we ever learn how people earn currency in the game? No. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think I saw anything like that. Uh, so while looking for something maybe free, Annie takes a torch off of the wall, is called a traitor – or no, is called a thief – and, and and throws it, catching the blacksmith on fire and killing him. Uh, I, I like this. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, the beginning of season two with the chloroform, with Annie with the chloroform. That when she's totally. put in a situation like this, she kind of has a, has a tendency to go crazy with it. And Shirley at first gets to play kind of the straight man and be really put off by what Annie's doing. And then eventually she adds to the chaos just as much by... by, by <laughs> Well, and I think it's down. it's really indicative of a lot of games, like open world games, like this, especially like Skyrim type things, where you start off and you're still learning the buttons, and you accidentally hit like a guard or something. Next thing you know, you've killed like eight people, and you've got like a big bounty on your head, and you're like, I'm just trying to get like to my first mission. But or the people really who fun. play games and are just like, yeah, I don't care, I'm just gonna kill everybody. Yeah, just cause I can. I'm just gonna do it. Meanwhile, Troy and Pierce are in like a a, a saloon. Like, a, did they have like a yeah, bar in a in a drinkery. Troy's stacking drinks on the bartender's head and is like, this has got to get us points somehow. Well, I think they went in the tavern the first place. Yeah, tavern. Uh, and then they get caught in a game of poker. We don't see a lot of that subplot, though. It's just kind of to no. show that everybody's doing something. Uh, Dan in the commentary talking about how he was a little disappointed in how this episode turned out. I think it was this middle stretch that he said that he most didn't like because he felt like everybody just stopped for a while. Mm. And uh, but I don't know. I feel like this is what I games like this are like. Part, yeah, quite a bit, especially when you're playing with a group and everyone's kind of doing their own thing and investigating and looting. And I really like the moment that Britta walks into a, a like in a, a messed up house. And there's a messy painting, and she wants to straighten it. And Jeff says, oh, stop playing like a girl. But she keeps doing what she's doing, and she finds a way to straighten the painting. And yeah. it opens what they needed to open. It opens a secret door in a fireplace. Mm-hmm. It was a good Brita moment. It was like a good Brita gets a win moment. We don't yeah, get enough of those lately. 
<laughs> we cut the back to Annie and Shirley. Totally yeah. opposite of that. Uh, Shirley, her character, like, prancing around all awkwardly and Annie dragging the bare-assed blacksmith into a hiding spot to hide the corpse is really funny. So funny. As someone who plays a lot of Hitman where it's a lot of uh, knocking someone out then hiding their body. Very funny. They, Annie kind of has this vibe to Shirley of, like, no, this is just video games. Stuff like this happens sometimes. <laughs> you don't have to think about it that much. But it, it's deeper than that. The blacksmith has a wife who comes down, sees all that's going on, starts screaming. She's pregnant, you can see. <laughs> and Shirley kills her. Just just murders her. No witnesses. Which, is, this is funny, because I have had the pleasure of playing video games with my mom, who has been on the show before. And it's a lot like Shirley, where she's like playing very nice, she's following all the rules, and then once one thing lets loose, she's a, a menace to society. I've had I've had like a, a grandparent play like GameCube game when I got a game nice. for Christmas and it was like a racing game and she like got like the most cordial award <laughs> or something like that. Like, <laughs> most goes the speed limit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Troy and Pierce show back up outside. They're naked now. They're just gonna be naked for a while. It's a really funny visual to see these guys naked. <laughs> I I gotta ask, what is going on in the crotch region? It looks like it's either like blurred out or there's like some sort of weird. Pierce's looks leaf. like a skinny little penis. Yikes! Doesn't it? I mean, if, if you're thinking that way. Well, I mean, he's naked. Yeah, I don't. It know. does look like that. But Troy's look like it's blurred. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it just looks like that. Yikes. Abed, they're like, oh, are you still talking to that girl? And his line oh, about, Oh, yeah. I see why it looks like that, Zach. My eyes just focused. Yeah. Those are his little feet. And the place in between that looks like a penis is just the wall behind him. Yeah, you're right. It's just a bare kin situation. It's all about uh, perspective. <laughs> uh, Abed uh, learned that this girl, Hilda, has like four emotions or four modes or four feelings and he's never felt this way about someone before <laughs> super funny the delivery from the like deadpan 8-bit voice of abed talking about his new relationship with this girl and how he, she wants she wants to introduce abed to her family <laughs> and the way she says uh my my father is the blacksmith father's the blacksmith as, yeah <laughs> as, uh shirley and annie show up I'm like what nothing happened we just got all this loot <laughs> And then from the inside, the house starts burning down. And, of course, Hilda's very distraught by this. Poor girl. Yeah, poor thing. Then we set up a little runner with Jeff and Britta are in a little potion room. And Britta just kind of grabs random stuff and, and builds a potion, which, which sucks. If they knew a little bit more about the game, I'm sure they really could have used this to their advantage. To yeah. take away some of Gilbert's, uh, uh, his advantage. They could have used this. Absolutely. But it's a nice little runner because she really confidently builds this potion, and they're like, we're going to do great things with this. Then it comes up a little bit later. I like the line here when Jeff says that the place is 20 cat, the, like, dank potion room is 20 cat turds and a band poster. And a, I forget what yeah. Bandy said. Do you remember what Bandy said? Did he say the, a specific band, or did he say a band poster? I think he said a band, like a specific band poster, but what, like a... I don't know what band comes to mind. What do you think Britta would have a poster of? Like no Britta, doubt, Britta would be into like. I feel like Britta would be like into the Smiths. Maybe, yeah. 
I like when Abed is explaining to everyone what happened to Hilda and what she'll have to do. She'll be forced to marry or take her chance in the wilderness. And <laughs> and someone, I, I think it's Troy. or Yeah, Troy's like, what yeah. kind of game is this? So funny. All of this was what Pierce's dad came up with? Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert shows up again and, and meets the study group. And for a moment, the study group think that they have the advantage over him. But then uh, Gilbert makes it clear that that's not the case, that he's earned so many levels that he can now shoot uh shoot lightning at at them and and pierce and troy are naked you know which isn't a great defense yeah i love that as soon as like gilbert shoots the lightning for the first time troy jumps into action and tries to fight him because he's like okay boss fight time you know and and shirley comes in right after because now she's all in on it Britta dies, but she gets to drop her potion before she dies. Gilbert takes it, thinking it'll help him, which is a stupid move from Gilbert. Yeah. But it, it, it kills him. So it helps them get an advantage, other than Britta, who, who has to go back to the beach yeah. and start. The visual of Gilbert's skin like evaporating and him really becoming good. a skeleton was kind of cool. So the study group have defeated him, and they move on uh, along with Hilda. I think Hilda joins them now. Meanwhile, Gilbert in live action mode is distraught because he's been pushed back and he starts cheating. Yeah, right? thumbs Not down. Fair. We don't like this cheating. This is what I wanted to look at. He starts typing in some code and it gives him all kinds of stuff. Weapons override. God mode is one of them. Testicular uh, fortitude. What does it say? Hippie time? Ripple time. Ripple oh. time. Testicular fortitude. Do you already say that? Yeah. Yeah. Speechcraft. respiratory powers intestinal fortitude as well no fall damage yeah he's stacking the cards very much against the Mm -hmm. study group here after commercial we get a little like goodbye moment where like the study group have to bid abed goodbye as if he's actually leaving for forever because he's decided not to play and to stay with (laughs) hilda help her rebuild her life it's pretty cute it's great so everyone minus Abed moves, and this is when we get the map sequence where they're moving throughout the different sections of the game. And it's all horribly offensive. Yeah. The Valley of Laziness. Why do Americans make fun of Mexicans for being lazy when the idea is that we're mad because they're also taking all of our work? You know, Zach, I think... <laughs> Just explain um, to me how to hate them the right way, because it's conflicting, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think that people are just stupid. I think yeah, people problem. are just stupid. Yeah, I think people are really dumb. And, and hate people like, that are different oh, for no they're, reason. Oh, they're bad, because they, they're not like me. Uh, oh, okay, hold on, I think we have the colonel back to answer that question for us. Yeah. Well, you see, Zach, um, uh, Colonel, you I sound got no just problem. like my father. Could you, could you add in a couple, like, I'm proud of yous, like, uh, uh, I know things about you type thing? Uh, Zachary. Can, can you just give me a hug? When you were born in in that month, um, I wasn't there, but your mother was, and she said that you... You're you... starting to sound like Slinky Dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, Woody. <laughs> yeah. So they travel through Gay Island, which... I mean, could potentially be less offensive. You could have a gay-themed world, but I am scared to see what's actually in the levels. Yeah, nothing good. And then the free ride ferry, that the wheelchair rough. that takes them through, and then they get to the Black Cave. Yikes. This is bad, too, Steven. Yeah, this one's pretty bad. This is 
honestly, it's honestly really bad. But what the only thing that made me kind of overlook it when I'm not analyzing like this is like, oh, the video game graphics are all really cool. The turkey enemies like look cool. They're well designed, but they've yeah. afros. Uh, it's it's like those Mario levels where you're floating on in Super Mario World. You're floating yeah. on skulls through totally. lava, but it's fried chicken. Yeah, and they're in the black cavern. I don't know, man. I get that the idea is Pierce's racist dad did this, but I feel like community is usually a little bit better at like pointing out how mm-hmm. awful everything is. Yeah, I don't like, think there's enough of that here. Well, and and they kind of even make a joke that's like, oh, we're supposed to think this way, and then they're like, yeah, kill those drive turkeys before they start multiplying. And yeah, like, Ooh, that one's rough. And here's the thing, it's. I really I like the visual of the boss battle when uh, Egg gets pooped out from the ceiling and it's the big yeah, one. Yeah, that's go ahead, funny. Make your point. I, I'm conflicted on this joke. Ah, the white crystal, Zach. Yeah, you were right. You um, were right. Why are you conflicted? I mean, it's obvious. I think us. it's funny, but at the same time, it's not. What funny. does it say about the people that wrote this joke? Yeah. Well, because Dan Harmon has some bad stuff. They're trying to oh, write as Pierce's old racist dad. Yeah. But that they were able to come up with such easy material maybe is a thing of its own. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And again, I, I like think the for this to work, there should I love the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this Honestly, we're just looking for things to talk about because yeah. this is one of those episodes that we both really liked it. And it's easy to just go through it and be like, that totally. was good. That was good. Uh this would have been resolved if there had been more calling out from the characters, especially like the women and people of color on the cast, which there are yeah. many, to point out why some of the stuff isn't okay. Mm-hmm. But then uh, jokes like going to the Black Cavern to get the white crystal of discipline is just mm-hmm. inherently funny coming from an old racist person that's yeah. built this psychologically f***ed video game it's just it makes you ask questions like you said about the people who wrote it if if you think hard enough sure. about that uh it's it's gone and the whole jive turkey thing they focus on it a little too long they say it a few too many times yeah but after that they they get to the castle and they think that they've got it beat but gilbert shows up again and he's got all of his hacks and he's impervious to all of their attacks and we move pretty quickly into the final third of this where it becomes a little more clear that whether it's iffy on whether or not Gilbert is actually a villain in this situation. And yeah. it's becoming a little bit more clear that, oh, shit, he's probably going to win the game. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Did you? OK, so did you go into this episode remembering that Gilbert was Pierce's brother? No. So how did you feel? Did you think Gilbert was just a villain? Did you? How did you feel about it? <sighs> I understand his motivation, and I thought that it was because of the well family done. that he works for. Yeah, regardless. Well, and I understand his motivation because, like, dynamic. he's entitled to some of that. That's his dad too. He should be getting part. Well, of I'm the talking about remove. Like, you're watching this episode for without oh, knowing here, that. Yeah, I thought that he was just kind of a bad guy after the money. Yeah, but I do think there is the side of like he's been really downtrodden by this family that he's worked. Sure, for. I'm sure they haven't been nice to this person of color that they they have hired. Mm-hmm. So the study group all fall to their death from a bridge, and 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 it's clear that Gilbert's going to win. So Jeff gets out of his seat and really awkwardly runs in live yeah, action. That was weird. I don't like the live action stuff as much as I wish I did, 
But he comes to confront Gilbert about how he's cheating and it's not cool. And and Jeff and Pierce both kind of yell at him. Uh, but but Gilbert here does the big reveal. Pierce says, yeah. "I'm his son. I should just get this." And Gilbert says, "And and Giancarlo has that great delivery because he's such a phenomenal performer." And he's like, "So am I." It's a good moment. Yeah, I like um, the looks on. One of the things I do like about the live action sequence is after he like says that, and there's all this tea being spilled over yeah. here by by Pierce and Gilbert. I love the reactions of like Britta's and Shirley's faces like during all this. Very funny. Pierce's racist joke here when he Oof. like it says, "How can that be? You're half white." Nice say. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that the writers they were like, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if Pierce's brother was a black guy?" Yeah. I want to give them the the benefit of the doubt to think of how interesting it would be for the character's dynamic to have a person of color be his relative uh to have his family have this like up like he got a i don't know like a a, the housekeeper's cousin yeah that he got someone pregnant i i don't mind that but do you think they were thinking that deeply about it or do you think they wanted to give an excuse for pierce to say you're half white yeah i think that (laughs) they were like wouldn't it be funny if yeah, but then they add a couple of stuff, a couple of things that are a little bit deeper sure. than your like nice save. Mm-hmm. Nice save. And Gilbert spills the tea. Uh, Etta was one of Pierce's nannies, and and his father got Etta's cousin right pregnant. Yes, and that's Gilbert's mom. This cousin. This tea has just been dropped, and the people that are standing realize that they've only got a few seconds to sit back down or forfeit the game. And they've got a big decision to make. This is a big moment for Pierce. That look of uh, confliction on Chevy's face is well acted. Uh, this yeah, is I think he does Pierce a good job episode. there. This is the last decent Pierce episode. And it's not really a Pierce episode, even though it's kind of built around Pierce. Uh, but it's good to see uh, old Pierce shine because, Stephen, we're two episodes away from season four. Yeah, and it's Pierce crazy. I just realized that today when I was like, oh, shoot, Chang Dynasty's next. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. To change mm-hmm. up the dynamic and talk about season four. Yeah. But Gilbert wants to win this fair and square-ish, even though he's cheating. So he does encourage the people to sit back down and to to solve it in the game. So so they decide to. And the study group, again, starts from the beginning. I like that Jeff gets to jump up on the table and give an 8-bit winger speech here on how they can still they can still beat him somehow. Yeah, that's great. And they are better at the game. They they can work together. They know how the game works. And and what once took an hour could take forever. I like the way Jeff slides across the floor as they're all moving into action. Oh, totally. Once you get the, the feel for it, sliding and Just doing trick shots. Darting. Although it's super duper funny that then they run out and immediately die. Because that also is something that, you know, Happens well done. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the episode doesn't take the study group's last stand that seriously because this is... Gilbert's episode. This is his plot line. This now becomes about Gilbert uh, coming to terms with his place in this family that won't ever accept him as part of it, uh, other than the way Pierce kind of does in the end, which is sweet. But it becomes yeah. a lot more of of Gilbert being like, who? What, what? He's still trying to kind of make this dead person proud that was never yeah. gonna treat him seriously. And there is some weight to it for this character that we've just met. 14 minutes Definitely. ago. I like it. I, I love the design of the castle. 
Cornelius's like flaming face on the side. It's so good. Yeah. Gilbert walks in for his final his final what's the word? I'm confrontation. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the study group are still at the very beginning of the game and they realize as they're walking through that all of the trees that were once there have been cut down, which will yeah. pay off here in a moment really really well. Uh, they walk towards this giant mansion that is where Abed's village once was. And Abed and Hilda have built this entire palace <laughs> and resort in the minutes since the last thing happened with him. And he's trained, <laughs> not really trained, but what does he say? He like maxed out Hilda's her trust friendship and stat, friendship yeah. stats. And now he can kind like of that. help program her to do things. And uh, she starts having little Abed babies that pop out like fully formed and cool, cool, cool. <laughs> And he has he goes to like custom on her actions. One of them is make baby Abed. Yeah. And they basically Abed just has a bunch of baby slaves to build his place. Yes. I really liked the the Troy line here when Abed says she can make babies for me, and Troy says, and I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so Abed takes them in to show what he's done, and it's nuts. This castle that he's built. Uh, some of this reminds me a little bit of Mario sixty four. It also reminds me of like. And I, not to be that person, but I am kind of the Abed here in, like, Minecraft when, like, you and your friends start a world. And I tend to play with people who are a lot less experienced with me in Minecraft because I'm not, like, like, welcome friends to my castle. I, and so it's like, okay, let's all go build our houses. And then, like, a couple hours later, it's like, oh, cool, this is my little, like, stone house. Oh, I built uh-huh. this out of, like, wood. Then I've got, like, a multi-tiered, like, mansion with, like, farms and shit all around. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, I spent eight hours doing this. It's fine. There are so many f***ed up things about this. When we go into the room where <laughs> yeah. all Abed's children are working, there there's a bunch of them, and there are some that are whipping others to keep them working. And they Why literally walk like past hanging? one that has hung itself. Oh, my this, God. That is so f***ed up. While Hilda still has that same smile on her face when she's just bouncing along behind him. But Abed also has all of these resources that can help them maybe take things to the next level and still have a chance at, at beating Gilbert. Uh, so Abed pretty much says that we can build anything that you can think of. Meanwhile, Gilbert is showing up to this very Bowser-esque final yeah. confrontation with Cornelius, who appears and congratulates Gilbert for uh, being the first one to show up. And I really liked the way that this little scene showed Gilbert's struggle, the way that we just kind of talked about it. Yeah. And the way that it felt like the dad talking to Gilbert directly, but they still kept it separated enough that it could have been predetermined uh i just thought this was a really nice moment the way that gilbert has to hear what accepting this money will mean what he'll have to give up about himself what he'll have to sell short about himself to give give this money or to get and to still get no recognition from this family uh, i thought was a nice moment and i think that it i don't know how intentional it was but it rings true to a lot of uh, black artists or celebrity things who basically, I mean, look at Sammy Davis Jr., for example. He didn't, you know, by any means sell his blackness, but he played a certain role and played the fool to other white artists to kind of hang with them and run with them. And it, you know, creates the. It, yeah, that's not something. I, it's picture. not completely gone. Uh, yeah. Uh, or totally. Some, obviously, totally different from like racial barriers, but that show I mentioned earlier, the other two. There was mm-hmm. this whole episode about how one of them is a small actor and he's gay and he gets an audition and he's asked to do it straighter. And yeah. his reaction isn't, 
well, f*** that, I am who I am, was like, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of that internalized, like, guilt about how you're different and how you have to, like, play the game a certain way to fit in yeah. at all. I don't know how deep they were thinking on this, but there is some some texture to this that I really, really mm-hmm. like. Gilbert can't accept the, the terms. What all do they say? That he'll, he'll agree. He basically that- can't say anything about being related to uh, Pierce's dad or him being his father. Or basically, he can't admit that he knows who his father is and that it could have anything to do with Gilbert, you know? Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah. And Gilbert can't do it. And even though Giancarlo doesn't get a lot of on-screen time in this episode, the look on his face when he's kind of deciding what he's going to do, it's a really great moment. It's great. And he can't do it, so he declines. And he's shooed away and basically killed by this this figure that's representing his father that he'll never get that recognition from. And then it kind of goes a little crazy. <laughs> As he's being rushed off, an army of baby Abeds show up to attack the Cornelius head. And then the Cornelius head takes things to another level to make it harder because of how good they are at the game. Now, this is a little ridiculous, but it's fun to watch. It's pretty. The it's cool. castle turns into a thi- like a gargoyle, <laughs> Herculean man. And uh, says some more kind of racist stuff. Yeah. And starts going on a murdering rampage. But the study group have all of these crazy uh, pieces of machinery that they built using Abed's slave children. This is so f***ed up. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like it. Shirley has like a bombing helicopter. Britta and Jeff and Hilda have a have a blimp and they shoot (sighs) babies with pickaxes at at the stones. I love Troy and Abed's robot and dinosaur so good. But still, it's a hard challenge. I mean, this this huge thing, this would be an awful uh, uh, boss in a game to try to beat. It looks hard as yeah. shit. Yeah. You know what? We're going to have to do for a live stream or uh, the pre-show or something. I don't know if the version of this game is two-player, but we're going to have to dive into it somehow. Oh, totally. I'd be I really keen to. to check it out. We could even like do like a side-by-side, like both of our screens being shared, and like have a race to like beat the first level or something like that. That could be really fun. That'd be That's fun. a great idea. Just so you can beat me at something. Oh, so I can beat you down to the ground, Zach. Sh- shovel you down. I wonder if when we get to the end, if you'll get a tough pass because of your ethnicity. I'm sure. Well, in the South Park video game, when you're like choosing your difficulty, the, the harder levels are the black characters. Yeah. That's really funny. Really funny. Have you played much of the South Park games? I played some of the first one, but they're I all really cool. I played a little cool. bit of it too. It is really cool. It's the best example of like. It's just like an interactive yeah. South Park episode, and you can Great. explore the world really in depth, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Cornelius is defeated, and uh, uh, everything's coming to a crumble, and and Gilbert stands face to face with him. Uh, there's there's this weird aside uh, where the the voice of Pierce's father talks about, and you're probably wondering why I recorded <laughs> myself breathing weird and letting you destroy me. <laughs> Because I'm a man of honor, says the man who's... This whole game is full of racist, homophobic, sexist stuff. But he's letting them have this one. Enjoy the pleasure of his death. And and Gilbert isn't going to take recognition for it, but then 
there's a really sweet moment, and we go to the end of the episode. And this, if this had been the only live action that we get, if it had been that like abrupt impact after been being so, so much deep heavier. in the animation, to them all, the study group together, like they always in an episode, standing in front of of Gilbert, they're all gonna give it up. Because they see what he's going through, and more importantly, Pierce of all people is seeing what he's going through and is coming to terms with like, this is my chance to have a brother, and he didn't really have a lot of uh, people in his corner growing up, and and I think yeah. having this family later in life is an, a really great decision for Pierce's character. It sucks that uh, Chevy was was not long for the show, so they couldn't do a ton ton with it. But the idea of giving him a brother and letting him do the selfless thing to give up this money to to Gilbert, it, it's a really nice moment. Mm-hmm. And the way that Pierce can even say that maybe you're more his son than me because you worked with him for like 30 years yeah. or whatever, and I could never do that, and you don't even get anything to show for it. Yeah, it's a really nice moment that brings this episode together in a way that makes Pierce look great, which is always a plus. Yeah, <laughs> few and far between. So Gilbert gets the blessing from Pierce to beat the game, and it's so clear how bad he wants it. And he says, "Get back in there and kill my dad." And and Gilbert starts to put his setup back on, and then Pierce shows again that he has no idea how any of this works and tries to hand tries to hand Gilbert a field loaded gun. Super funny. Gilbert gets to rightfully take his seat on the throne of Castle Hawkthorn, and that's the end of the game. And we get a nice ending scene of Gilbert, like, apologizing for his behavior. And it really ties up all the loose ends in a nice way for an episode that brought up all of this in the same episode. Totally. They all leave uh, kind of as a, with the sense of family and with, with Pierce with a sense of having a new brother. And he agrees to take them all out to a bar in town called Skeepers with the specially <laughs> yard-long margarita which is really fun to see gus Springs say margarita yeah it like is that. my treat and it was such a great moment pierce hugs gilbert says i've always wanted a brother it's a beautiful moment and then they had to put in another racist joke yeah i did not like this one i didn't like that either i'm not even gonna say the word but mm-hmm. uh, pierce brings up a pretty uh, word that's pretty cringy that you shouldn't call people yeah that's uh uh yeah and to know that this was one of the episodes where chevy uh uh, stormed off the set, and famously, one of those times he called out the N word. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, it was they were this close, yeah. And I guess they know that it's Pierce, so for like every two steps forward, there has to be a step back. But uh, sure, let's not bring in, yeah, not like great. Abed plays it cool and is acting like he's tying a shoe, but really, it's so he can run back to the computer that's holding the game, stick in a thumb drive, and take Hilda with him, which is really sweet. And kind of sad. Yeah. I love Danny Pudi, though. It's Abed's only real live-action moment of the entire episode, and he really sells it. Yeah, he does. And then that's the end of the episode. We talked a little bit already about this intag with the baby, how Troy and Abed walk into the study room, there's a baby on the table, and they just immediately go into, okay, this is our baby now. Who's going <laughs> to take care of it? Abed's going to have to get a barista job. Oh, and Troy's just going to have to take care of the baby at home while you're working up the, what is it, beans and brew or something beans and ladder. Mm-hmm. I, I love when Abed goes, here we go. <laughs> here we go. He needs to see that a grown man can cry. And then, of course, the child is not left unattended by their parent. Their parent was under the study table picking up a toy and leaves. 
And for whatever reason, they ADR'd in the baby saying cool, cool, cool over it. I feel like maybe it's just because this was supposed to have a Pierce-centric ending that was still connected to the game that they felt like they had to put something into it to connect it to the episode. But there Mm -hmm. are so many intags that are not at all connected to the episode. Yeah. Even in, like, high-concept episodes like this. And if anything, it raises weird questions. Like, you mentioned, does that mean that this kid's supposed to be Aved's? Does this mean that that girl's supposed to be Hilda? I don't know. It's like they tried to add something by just ADRing in that line, but it brings up way more questions than it should. Truly. And that's the end of the episode. Look, maybe we had a couple more things as we were really taking a a fine-tooth comb through the episode to point out, but I don't change my mind on what I said before. This is one of my favorite episodes of the season. And on a fun, rewatchable level, this might be my favorite episode of the season. Wow. Well, it doesn't beat Remedial Chaos Theory because it's in in a world of its own. But Remedial Chaos Theory is such an accomplishment. This one's just mm-hmm. so fun to put on and to to go to the world of Hawkthorn for a little while. Yeah, I think, Zach, when we talked at the end of Season 1 about our favorite seasons of the show, I might have even said that Season 3 was as good or better than 2. And it just sure it, isn't, is it? I don't stand by that, but I do think that at this point in the season, it's definitely climbed up a lot from where it was. Sure, the second half's been incredibly strong. It's been more consistent. It has so many standout episodes that I would come back to. And I, I really have enjoyed this season, and, and I'm sad that it's coming to an end. I mean, I'm excited for season four and everything that comes after that, but but it, it's going to be sad that this is the end of this era of, of community. OG community, yeah, for sure. And that's it. In this episode, though, who stands out as your MVP? This one was really tough for me to pick, Zach. It's I a great ensemble that, like you said, episode. Troy has a great episode, but I can't give it to Troy two weeks in a row. Because Troy kind of played the same role this week he did last week where he had a lot of great one-liners. Um, but I think last week was a little bit stronger. Sure. Um, I think Jeff had a solid episode. Yeah. Annie did. Shirley and Britta. Um, honorable mention, of course, to um, Gilbert, who I thought was a great character. But I gave mine to Abed. I think Abed was really funny. I love how into the game he got immediately. Um, and I think that Abed gets my MVP this week. Abed is my MVP as well, and it's not only how much he gets into the game, but immediately how he's like, what can this game do for me? And yeah. I love that Abed's the type of person that just wants to learn every nook and cranny of the quirks in this game, and I love it, and I love his weird but weirdly cute <laughs> relationship with Hilda, and it's great. and the way that him and this lifeless character have a little bit of a rapport together is so great. And Danny Pudi's voice acting as Abed is really strong in this episode. Mm-hmm. And his little moment in the end is great. And yeah, Abed. Great episode. I really, cool, really cool. enjoyed this one. Cool, cool, cool. Not cool, cool, cool with the baby at the end, but cool, no. cool, cool in the real way. Uh, next week, we're going to be diving right into the second of the three final episodes of season three that all aired on the same night next week we finally get to that episode that honestly i feel like we've been dreading all season it's yeah. the first Chang dynasty and i'm kind of excited for it because it's not one that i revisit a lot it's definitely the one that gives us like goth jeff and britta yeah, you know the picture so. of them in like chris angel kind of get ups mm-hmm. and it's also the one with pierce in like brown face yep so, I don't know. It's going to be a mess, and I'm looking forward to diving into it. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the episode, send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment for the first Chang Dynasty to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to be a part of the show on a deeper level, you can support us, again, at Patreon 
over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast where we do our weekly live you can't disappoint show before we record this show you get early access of this show every week along with all kinds of other side projects that we do and will continue to be doing in the future so come hang out with us there we're just a couple weeks away from our big season three roundtable uh last season we live streamed the roundtable as we recorded it for our patrons maybe we'll do that again this year yeah i think or that'd this be fun season not year but yeah, so come hang out with us. And Stephen, where else can the people find us? Uh, people can find us on the T to the W to the I T T E R. We're tasty. Find us over on Twitter.com um, under the name You Can't Disappod. We're also on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. And on YouTube and Facebook under the name of the show You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Hit us up, slide in our DM, send us a meme. Uh, yell at us about something i don't know but but interact we love to to make friends down there and throw a little bit of uh love and tenderness your way yes respectfully yes well that's it for this week i hope you enjoyed it It was fun to revisit this episode and realize that i liked it a lot more than i even thought i did and i'm looking forward to wrapping up the season and seeing what lies ahead on the community riverbed just around the riverbed from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. Hmm. What else? What, what you got for the people? Uh, get vaccinated, please. It's a shame we still have to say that, but do it. Get your if booster you're if you're eligible. Uh, keep yeah. up on that. Look at your boosters. Uh, and if you don't know if you're eligible, Google it. And if you're going to murder a blacksmith, make mm-hmm. sure to also kill his pregnant wife. And please. to uh, into into. And to make sure to burn down the house, get rid of all the evidence. Out of respect for their daughter. And if you're going to have children, be resourceful. Use Use them them. for labor. Have so many that you never have to do a goddamn thing again. And if a couple of them them hang themselves, uh, come on. That's to be expected. Can't can't please them all, can you, Zach? Well, I am Zach. Can't please them all, can you, Zach? Well, I know, but I was trying to segue into, well, I am Zach, and, and, and I am Steven. Oh, and I am Steven. I see. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Because I got Pac-Man fever.